Hallelujah. Somebody shout a living amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Shout a living amen like you know you serve a living God. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Those of you that are here in this room, thank you for being here with us. And those of you that are online with us, we're really excited to have you. What a glorious fasting season we had. Oh my goodness. Wasn't that amazing? That was awesome. That was awesome. And those Sundays were just, oh my goodness. I mean, just amazing presence of God, power, outpouring, outflowing of the glory and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We're so thankful. We're so very thankful. I'm going to have us uh, go over our 2024 uh, prophetic confessions. This is going to be very different. Um, as we switch gears uh, from this service, um, we've had you know great Sundays of just preaching and prophetically declaring the things that the Lord has prepared for us in this year, and we're very thankful. Um, but many of you know that one of the lines in our confession says that we are feeding at a higher level where you, what you feed on and how you feed determines a lot about your ability, your potential, what, what you are able to execute. And um, it affects the knowledge of what God has already imparted to you, what is available to you in the spirit. So you are going to have to forgive me. You are going to have to pardon me for the next several weeks as long as the Lord has us here in this particular realm. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of the kind of things that I do on Wednesdays. And um, I know Sundays um, tend to be very different, but the Lord has you know, instructed me. That line about feeding at a higher level is not just relevant to us as individuals. I know during the fast, many of us, I hope many of you, really were able to spend not just time in in quantity, but quality in devotion and meditation. And I hope that you were able to receive and you know with meditating the word comes revelation one of the things that happens to you the more time you spend in the word of god not just quantity time but quality time um, is revelation your eyes just begin to open you see things in the word of god it's not make believe the word of god is real hallelujah the word of god is real there's so much power There's so much authority in the word of God. And your ability to command that power and your ability to command that authority is really incumbent on how much of the revealed word you have. So one of the things we begin to do this month is exactly the same thing they are doing in the Akron Church. We are ministering exactly the same thing, even though the Holy Spirit will have us you know, minister differently because I haven't shared my notes with them there and they don't know what I'm ministering. 
but they know where it's coming from. Um, and, and as we go along, I know that the Lord is going to, um, the Lord is going to shed a lot of light and he's going to build us up. Amen. He's going to do some amazing things in our life. Now, everything, most of what we're going to be ministering um, is coming out of these prophetic confessions, as you are going to see in a few minutes from now. Um, but we're not, you know, how you declare those confessions over yourself to receive them, to believe them. We're not just doing that now. We're going to actually dig. Like, you know, there's a difference between tasting and eating. You know, the psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste something, you get a sense of the flavors that exist in that thing, right? But it doesn't necessarily affect your being. In order for something to actually affect your life and affect your being, you've got to get beyond tasting into actually eating. You actually eat it. You eat it. And as you eat it and digest it, it begins to get into your system and it begins to affect everything about your life. And that's, that's where we're going over the next few weeks. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. So let's just take a few minutes while you are sitting down. Let's go over our confession, our 2024 confession together. Let's go. Two, three, go. 2024 is my year of God-class exploits and the year of the fourth man. I am God's offspring, and in him I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. The fourth man will be with me in the fire. What happens to ordinary people may happen to me, but I will have supernatural outcomes. The fourth man has made me a god to the natural elements of this world. Situations ordinary people cannot survive will become my stepping stones to glory testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The king's shout is within me and the lion's roar is rolling out of me. I raise the roof with my praise. I cry out and shout for joy. The greatest one lives here. I am feeding and reigning at a higher level. I have spiritual jurisdiction here. I take authority over this. Peace be still 
in Jesus mighty name amen for the Lord God will help me therefore shall I not be confounded therefore have I set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be ashamed this is my year of covenant release I am under cover no satanic plan against me, no divination against my household will ever prevail. In due season, and even now, the world will proclaim what wonders God has done for them. I am shielded and protected from every misfortune. I am under cover. The evil viper released into the world in these last days will not touch me. I am under cover. I am inoculated and vaccinated with a booster shot of the covenant. I am under cover. I am prospered, protected, and preserved in the ark. I am under cover. I shake the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I am under cover in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2024 is my year of uncommon provision. I am blessed in all things. Jehovah Jireh will see to it. I am finding favor in unexpected places and I see the ram caught in a thicket. The barrel of meal shall not waste and the cruise of oil shall not fail until the Lord sends rain upon the earth. God is sending rain on my field and there shall be showers of blessings. I am one with God and I possess what God possesses. I have the spirit of adoption. He is my father and I am a joint heir with Christ. I have real estate in heaven and I have real estate on the earth. I lift my hand up to El Elyon, the most high God possessor of heaven and earth my God has made me rich this will be my year of broken boundaries and unlimited reach the boundaries are broken and the limits are off see God has given me the cities and the walls of Jericho are falling Humanly speak, hallelujah. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things, everything is possible. I prophesy over you today your dwellings are lovely and your homes are beautiful. You will spread out like rivers, like gardens by a river like sweet-smelling aloes that the Lord himself planted, and like strong cedar trees by the waters. You will pour out water out of your own buckets, and you will have your own channels of rich blessing and plenty. Your offspring will dwell by many waters, and your life and legacy will be exalted and established. 
the God who brought you out of captivity has the strength of a wild bull and he will destroy your adversaries and crush their bones. You are like a lion who couches in rest after winning the victory and who dares disturb you. Blessed of the Lord is anyone who blesses you and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 2024 is my year of God class exploits and this is the year of the fourth man in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope that, I know we always project everything that we do, so you probably don't carry your confessions with you. Um, but uh, a whole lot of our ministry um, in this period is going to be out of the scriptures, a lot of those scriptures that are listed, those scriptures will be some of the basis, the foundation, and then there will be many other uh, scriptures that follow uh, some of those ones that are, that are listed. But uh, from this month, um, uh, we are going to be discussing this theme. The theme is titled, like I said, is the same theme we're ministering here, is the same theme they are ministering in Akron and everywhere else. They would get the theme and the, the Holy Spirit would put his word in their mouth and they will minister as the Lord leads them. But this is our theme. Born of God, I know who I am. Born of God, I know who I am. My friends, everything around your life really revolves and emanates out of two things. Who you are and what you have. The knowledge of who you are and the knowledge of what is available to you. A lack of that revelation, sometimes there's a scripture in Ecclesiastes that talks about princes walking on the ground and servants are riding on horses. A lack of a revelation of who you really are, your identity in God, and what is really available to you in Christ, a lack of revelation of those two things can misplace your destiny. Where you should be riding and where you should be reigning, you can be serving. You can be, you can be, you can be the one who is being reigned over. You can be the one who is being ruled over. Are you following what I'm saying? Who you are, who you are is extremely important. And knowing who you are is extremely crucial to the victories that God has ordained for your future. Somebody say amen. amen. Bear with me. Um, God bless you. Bear with me as I do some teaching. I'm not going to be preaching. So I hate to break the news to you. I don't have anything. I don't have a jump. 
the shout, the shout is going to be in the word. It's not going to be from me shouting now. Um, yeah, that's right. It's in me. And it's going to be translated to you through the word. Amen. One of the, one of the disasters in the body of Christ is believers don't enjoy teaching. Believers love preaching. They love preaching. Preaching is great. It has its place, right? It's like your diet. Like sometimes you eat and, you know, when you eat, it's like very, you know, very exciting. You know, you, 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 you eat in a, but there are some things you eat that you are not excited about, but they add to your nutritional value. They add to your health, right? And actually growth for a believer rising up to a higher level is really not possible without teaching. It's not. You cannot grow on, you can't grow on preaching. Now, so I'm, I'm aware that we have children and sometimes, you know, we, we have to um, let the children be children, right? And let them have fun if they need to, you know, go somewhere and need to play, let them, we can turn off the fan so they are not cold if are, that's bothering them. But like I said, one of the services, you know, children can be children, adults need to be adults, right? So while the children are doing their thing, let them do their thing, but we don't need to be distracted. We can follow along and um, do what we have to do, and the Lord will open our eyes, and he will bless us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, we are going to be feeding at a higher level. Uh, you remember this scripture um, that we read, um, I think it was two Sundays ago, out of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16. I'm on this one. Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 16. Hallelujah. It says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Where the Lord wants to take us, um, in-person services, virtual, everyone that connects with us. And I'm fully aware that, that um, whatever the Lord is giving us here is not limited to those of us that are here in this room. But the Lord is calling us to, to reign at a higher level. The Lord is calling us to, to um, exercise dominion like, like we are not used to exercising, right? He said, your words were found, and I did eat them, and your word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Part of what the Lord wants to do for us the joy and rejoicing of our heart that the Lord is going to inject and infuse into us is going to come not from entertainment, not from comedy, not from the sweet music and the, the, all of that. It's going to come from the richness of the word. From the richness of the word of God itself. The richness of the word is going to be what creates rejoicing. 
and you see, as we go from session to session, you see what the word of God is going to do in your life. You're going to see it. How it's going to stir up rejoicing. And, and as you eat that word, as you feed on that word, you see it would actually begin to change your status in the spirit. It would change your status in the spirit. Let me tell you, um, what David was able to accomplish um, against Goliath was, was not just based on being happy, being excited. It was based on knowing who he was and what he had. Knowing who he was and what he had. And when the word of God injects that into you, there's a joy that rises out of it. In verse 19, the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, therefore thus saith the Lord, If you return, then I will bring you again, and you will stand before me. And if you take forth the precious from the vial, then you will be my mouth. The Amplified says, you will be my mouthpiece. You will be my mouthpiece. Then he says, let them return unto you, but you do not return unto them. Wherever I brought you out of, you don't return there. You be the influencer. You be the mouthpiece for God in your generation, in your community. You be the one that sets the tone. Hallelujah. Then he says in verse 20, Then I will make you unto these people a fenced brazen wall. And though they fight against you, they will not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you, saith the Lord. You remember uh, one time Moses, when the Lord commissioned him, after the Lord assigned him and told him what he was going to have him do, we'll read that scripture later, later on. Today I want to spend most of my time in the New Testament to set that tone for teaching. Because I know when we go into the Old Testament, the excitement of some of those things that happened there, even the preacher gets so excited, he begins to preach. You know that. You know the way that works. But what the Lord wants to do is he wants to feed us at a higher level. And I trust God that this is your time. You will be fed at a higher level. You will eat the word. The word, when you eat that word, it has to change certain things within you. The cells of your spiritual life have to change. Where there's been weakness and where there's been failure and disappointment, the cells. You know, there are stunted Christians who can't get beyond a certain level. The reason they can't get beyond a certain level is because their DNAs have been limited. The stuntness is in the DNA. God wants to pull that, he wants to pull all, and the way he does it is through his word. Somebody say amen. amen. But you remember this story, Moses, when the Lord was commissioning him, and the Lord was telling him, you are going to do this, I'm going to have you do that with Pharaoh, you are going to do this, you are going to, you know, after Moses, all the excuses, then later on at some point, Moses said, Lord, uh, but who are you going to send to, to do the talking? Because I can't talk. You know this, you know this story, right? Who are you going to send to do the talking? Because I don't know how to talk. And finally, the Lord was upset with him. And the Lord said, who made the mouth? Hmm? Who made the mouth? And then he said, I'll give Aaron, and Aaron will be your spokesman, or your mouthpiece, he said in that scripture in Exodus chapter 4. Aaron will be your mouthpiece. And then he said, and you will be my mouthpiece to Pharaoh. 
And then he said, you will be a God to Pharaoh based on the words that I put in your mouth. Hallelujah. So as, as we feed at a higher level, something is going to happen to us. Those of us, who, those of us who take advantage of what the Holy Spirit is looking to do. Now, in our confession, 2024 confession, there are two major things you see repeated a lot there in our confession. The first one is I am. The phrase I am shows up a lot in this 2024 confession. But there's another phrase that shows up or that is implied, and that is the phrase I have. This confession has a lot about who you are, and it has a lot about what you have in Christ. It is not enough to confess it. You must have a personal revelation of it. It is the personal revelation of these concepts that actually delivers to you the promises of the victory, the glory, the manifestations that God has made to you. Like I said, I know you may not have a copy of it because we usually project it, but I encourage you as you study, you know, carry a copy with you because there's a lot of scriptures you see there. And what I want us to, to do first, I have my copy right here, I have my printed and I have my electronic one. What I want to do first before I go into my New Testament scriptures and begin to dig into the word of God here is I actually want to just go from the beginning and point out some of the I am's in this confession. The late man of God, um, um, Kenneth E. Hagin, used to give people an assignment and I want to give you a similar assignment. Those of you who do spend some time in the word of God and not, not just, yeah, I read it today, I read my portion today and I'm good. No, that you actually take time sometimes to dig into it, to study, to grow, to meditate. Um, Kenneth Hagin used to tell people to go through the epistles, uh, epistles beginning from like um, the Romans, right after Acts of the Apostles, but especially from around 1 Corinthians, especially from around Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and on and on, and, and Thess Thessalonians. He used to tell them, read those and pull out, identify when you find any scripture that says, that refers to who you are, underline it. And do that spiritual exercise for a while and do it over and over and over and over again until you begin to get a consciousness of some of those things that the Bible says that you are. Hallelujah. Until it forms a revelation within you. Like, look at that scripture that says, I am rich. My God has made me rich. Right? If, if you read that scripture and you says, you say, my God has made me rich and you are swimming in poverty, your head is going to argue with you. You know what I'm saying? Your head is going to argue with you. But the more that becomes a revelation to you, I am prosperous. I am blessed. I am healed. I am favored. The more it becomes a revelation to you, something is going to come out of your old self and a new self will be born. Yeah. 
a new self will be born, that new self will begin to see things differently. We begin to approach things differently. I know what I'm telling you. This is, this is, a, this is clinical um, spirituality. It is not what you say. It is not what you say. It is not what you are reading. It's not what you are declaring that Satan is seeing. Satan is seeing the reality of who you really are. I'm telling you now. Satan is seen. You can sing about authority. Like we have the confession, you can, we can declare like we declare every Sunday. Declare every Sunday 10 times. Declare every week 10 like we did during the Daniel fast. Every morning we read it after the prayer, the devotion, and all of the will. Yeah, you can do it as often as you want. But until that word actually becomes a reality in your spirit, Satan knows you are just kidding. You are just playing. And so, you know, <laughs> he, he, there are certain things that he, he tries to do and he knows he's going to rattle you. On the other hand, because he knows who you are, there are certain things he, he does and he knows he has already failed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Circumstances become easy for you to take dominion over. When Jesus was in the boat, there were how many people? 12 plus 113 in that boat, and there was a storm. And all the 12 people had sat down over and over and over and heard Jesus teaching, heard Jesus preaching, heard Jesus teaching, heard Jesus preaching. They call him the Prince of Peace. They call him this. They call him that. But the day there was a storm, they forgot everything. Right? What did they do? They started getting buckets to try to throw the water away out of the boat. And they did everything. The storm still was not stopping. And then what did they do? They said, we are, about, we are going to die. We are going to die. Somebody go and look for Jesus. Somebody go and look for Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was sleeping in the leather cushion. In the inner part of the boat. Very comfortable. Very. It was not a light sleep. Jesus was sleeping very comfortably. But when they touched him and woke him up, right outside of his mouth came peace be still. He didn't even think about it. Because that's who he was. That's who he was. We're going to come to this confession in a minute. Let's start out here from 1 John. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. A lot of the scriptures that I read, some of the versions, you know, I was telling one of our pastors um, this past week, sometimes, you know, if you've been reading the King James Version of the Bible for so long, the King James is almost just etched in your spirit. So that's what comes out all the time. And yet some of the literal translations are very helpful in understanding, clearly understanding the word of God. So we're going to, we're going to, you are, you're going to see me use a lot of the King James, of course, but I use a lot of the Amplified I use a lot of message, New Living Translation, and the Living Bible, all right, for a lot of the scriptures that we will go to. Look at 1 John chapter 4, and let's read, let's start out from there. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Look at what it says. You are of God... 
little children and you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are of God, little children. You are of God. Now, please put up the Amplified. I know some of those versions we have, some of them we don't have. Um, the ones we have, we'll read them together. The ones we don't have, I may have to read it out of my own um, device here. Um, put up, please, the Amplified version for us. Little children, look at this. You are of God. You belong to him. And watch this. You have already... I want this to sink in your spirit, right? Don't get bored now. If you find yourself, you are feeling sleepy, just get up, walk around. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to teach. We're going to eat the word. I don't have drama. I don't have... No, it's, we're going to feed the word. And if at some point you get too full, you think this is just a bit too much, take a break. Go home. Come back the following Sunday. Let's eat some more. Amen? Let's eat some more. This will affect our authority. This will affect the exercise of our dominion. Hallelujah. This is not, it's not a joke. I'm very serious. It will affect our authority. It will affect our dominion. And the exercise of it is, is, is enough. We have had enough of old people acting like babies. Old people in the nursery, spiritual nurseries, running around with that little thing in their mouth. What's that little thing babies carry around in their mouth? Pacifier? Pacifier. Old Christians. Old believers. Being saved for many years. But you look at them in the, in the nursery of the kingdom of God, and they are pacifiers. Running around with diapers. Old Christians. You see, the children are laughing at you. <laughs> Even the children found that funny. Old Christians. <laughs> you know, I used to see a picture of adult Christians wearing diapers with pacifier in their mouth, running around a spiritual nursery. <laughs> After all these years, I need some more milk. After all these years? What are some of the more popular shows now children watch? I know way back then, you know, what were the ones they used to watch? Our children were young. Blues, Clues, and all of that. I mean, times have changed. We, we, all of the, what are the common ones they watch now? Somebody, you guys, eh? They still watch Sesame Street now? Really? It's still popular now? Really? Oh, okay. All right. You know, can you picture, can you picture grown-ups, mature people being entertained solely every morning and every evening by some of those things that children watch? And, and what it is is, is just a failure to grow. It's time to grow. It's time to take our rightful place. Let's look at this scripture. 
Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. You share identity with God. You and God are one. God is not one person and you are a separate person. No. You and God share equality. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. Anything that listens to the voice of God should listen to you. Anything that responds to the authority of God should respond to your authority. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him. You belong to him. And you have already defeated and overcome them. Already. You are already. We are not trying to help you defeat them. We are not trying to help you overcome them. You have already defeated them. You have already overcome them. Glory to God. The agents of the Antichrist, because, watch this now. Because he who lives in you. My friends, sometimes I I feel believers don't know who lives inside them. Because if you really know and have an understanding and revelation of who lives inside you, it is impossible for us to act and for us to respond to some of the stimulus that Satan brings around us. It will be very impossible. When Satan brings threats and things that sometimes cause fear, or when Satan brings uh, desperation, or when Satan brings, um, or maybe something else, whatever it is, and you realize that the greater one is inside you, ah, you come on, you cannot react the way you react. You cannot be reacting like that. You can't. You can't. If you really know it, that the greater one lives inside you, can you imagine Satan coming at Jesus and Jesus running away? Can you even imagine it? Is that even possible in your imagination that Satan comes at Jesus and Jesus starts running? He takes off. It's not possible. It's not possible. But the Bible says Jesus lives. If you have the new living, I think it's even the new one of them talks about the spirit in you. I'm not sure if it is the new living translation. One of those translations. The spirit in you. Is it NLT? Thank you. Let's read that. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The spirit who lives in you, the Holy Spirit, is greater than the spirit in the world. A revelation of that. Changes your perspective. Changes everything. I want you to, let's track back. Go to 1 John chapter 2. Let's read from verse 12. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 2, let's start from verse 12. 
First hmm. John chapter 2, let's start from verse 12. Hallelujah. Watch this now. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. That's how we all came into Christ. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven, forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because you have known the father. Verse 14. I have written unto you fathers. Now there's a translation that does not describe this as fathers, like natural fathers, but describes it as veterans. There's a translation, I, I, you will help me find it. It might be NLT or message, one of those ones I've listed to you already. It calls them veterans. That is, those of you who have been in the faith for a long time. Then he goes and, and then, he say, then he talks about the, the newer ones as newbies. He calls them newbies. I'm not sure. It might be NLT or message. We'll find it in a minute. Huh? Is it the message? Is it message? All right, let's finish reading this one in the King James first. Let's go here. I write unto you, fathers. Where are we, verse 13? Is that, are we in verse 13? 14, for verse 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. I want you to see here from this scripture, you are going to help me project in a minute the message, if it's the message that has veterans and newbies. I like, I like the way it puts it. But take, just give me one minute on that one. But I want you to see here how the Bible shows us the trajectory of going from just knowing about something to being grounded in that thing, to being established in it. Like Paul said in Colossians, I think it's um, Colossians chapter 1. Um, just hold this scripture right here. Go to Colossians. Talking about teaching every man. Whom we, talking about Christ. Whom we, whom we, whom we something. Teaching every man, um, preaching and teaching every man to present every man grounded in Christ. Just let me find that scripture. Colossians chapter 1, I think it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think it's towards the end of that scripture. Watch this. Colossians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 25. Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation. It says dispensation, but the word right there is actually stewardship, a measure of grace, of God's grace that is given to me to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ 
in you the hope of glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the word is, the, is just the rejoicing of our hearts right here. Christ in you. The more Christ is formed in you, the more glory shows up in your life. On this earth, not in heaven. The more Christ is formed in you, the more you become more. I'm not talking about your outside. I'm talking about your inside. The more of Christ, the more of the image of Christ becomes formed in you, the more of his glory is released out of your life. Read this. Christ in you, the hope of glory, verse 28. Watch this. Whom we preach. Watch this. Whom, so we preach him. Praise God. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man. So you see, there's preaching and there's teaching. Every man in all wisdom. What is our goal? That we may present every man, what? Perfect, but the word is actually mature. I think it was the Greek word. It might be mature or something. What's that Greek word? Help me find it. It's mature. It's complete. So our goal is to present every man, man and woman is referring to, but he just uses man, complete in Christ. Complete in Christ. Complete in Christ. When the more complete you become in Christ, the more you ascend to your place of royalty. The more complete. There is a place. Holy Spirit, you are helping us today. Thank you. There is a place you get to in your walk with Christ where you look back at where you are coming from and that person you used to be is a spiritual midget. You can see it clearly. That person, that used to be you. That person used to be you. But it's a spiritual midget. It's a baby in the nursery. But you have come so far, so far on your walk with him. He's so much more formed in you that now you are more complete. The, the, the King James uses the word perfect, but you will never be perfect on this earth. The word is actually, what is the Greek? Do you find it? Telio. And then what is that? Complete? Maturity. Thank you. Is you, you are mature, you are complete in him. There is a place as Christ is more and more and more and more formed in you and his image is more and more formed in you, you get close, as close as possible to being like Christ. Not in your religiosity, but in your authority and in your dominion and in your command, and in your personality. You get closer and closer and closer to Christ. It comes a time you find yourself beginning to act like Christ. This is what they saw in the Acts of the Apostles. They saw these people, and that's where the name came from, Christian. The Bible said for the first time they called them Christian. What did Christian mean? Little Christ. Little Christ. They used to be wannabe Christ when Jesus was around. They look at them and say, they didn't even pay, pay attention to them. But it came time when they started paying attention to them. Say, so, wow. Uh-uh. These people, Christ-like. 
That's where the name Christian came from. Is the image of Christ became formed. Do you know what happened to Peter? Peter was the last of the disciples. You remember? He's the one Jesus said, you will deny me three years before the cockroach. You remember? He said, I will never. I will, everybody will deny you. I will never deny. I will never deny. You know what happened to him? Just a maid. One maid. Maid. Around, sitting around fireplace. And everybody was trying to get warm around fireplace. A maid. Can we, your, your, your language sounds like this. Mm, these people I saw, that man, Jesus. He said, no, I've never. He started swearing. I've never seen him in my life. I have never seen, I, have, I don't know, I don't know what you are talking about. I don't know what you are talking about. In, uh, in northern Nigeria, where, where I, you know, I started out in my ministry, Walaita, like, Walaita, like, I've never, that's that, they swear. They are swearing, like, with everything, like, I have never seen him. I have never, I have never in my life. That's Peter. Peter was the foremost disciple. He was a wannabe. He was a wannabe. But do you know what happened to him? By the time the Holy Spirit was poured out in Acts chapter 2, when they locked themselves up in the upper room, Peter was the one who got up spewing revelation. Spewing revelation. Talking about what Prophet Joel said. Talking about what... This is Peter! This is Peter! It didn't come from entertainment. He didn't come from entertainment. He came from eating the word. Eating. Then finally he looked at them. Because they thought they were drunk. He said, we can't be, how can we be drunk? It's nine o'clock in the morning. It's too early. We can't be drunk. He said, this is not being drunk. This is not meant that. This, he said, this is. Then he went and preached and preached. Almost preached from Genesis to Revelation. And then he said, this is that which was spoken by prophet Joel. You think, how do you think he knew it? You think he just, he just came to his head? This is No. <laughs> he ate that word until he became. The image of Peter changed from that fearful Jesus denying man to somebody who was willing to go to prison for his, for his sake. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that spiritual midget who couldn't stand on his two feet, hiding in the basement. He took Mary Magdalene to come and tell him, it is so, Jesus rose from the dead. That's it. And then he started trying to run, outrun everybody else to get to the grave. That spiritual midget became in a matter of time telling you it doesn't take years. It does not take years. There's a measure of authority. That Peter you see at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3, who came out and that man said, and he looked at him and says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise. You, where do you think that Peter came from? He's the same Peter who denied him. Just a few months ago. It didn't take that long. Watch this now. Whom we preach, and I'm going I'm to close in a minute. Yes, we'll close. We'll just close and continue next week. We're going for, we're going for a while, right? And I know I won't get to this because I, I'm just seeing my time is gone. But you take that confession this week. We'll pick it up from here next Sunday by God's grace. And just go through it and look at all the I am's in that confession. And look at all the I have's. All the I am 
is talking about who you are. Who you are. This is how God sees you. No matter how you see yourself, no matter what you think about yourself, this is how God sees you. We just now need you to change your image of yourself and begin to see yourself the way God sees you. Because when you begin to see yourself the way God sees you, it changes the way you carry yourself. When it changes the way you carry yourself, it changes your position in the spirit. It changes it completely. It changes it completely. I fully expect every word that God puts in my mouth to produce, to produce results. I fully expect, I, I fully 100% expect it. Every word. I have no doubt in my mind. I have, I fully, I am fully confident of the presence of Jehovah God. We walk together. Is my father and his child. Right? Look at some of the I am's. Look at some of who you are. Who you are. Look at some of the I am's. I'm born of God. And I go over this week after week after week. And, and we, you will dig into the word until this, this hopefully for some. It won't be everybody, but for some. Something will have to change. We have to get Peter from the basement. We have to get him to the, pod, to the podium. From the basement to the podium. Not just because he's, he's told to preach, no. But because he's exercising mastery in the spirit. He's actually exercising mastery in the spirit. Look at who you are. I'm born of God. I carry his divine seed. I am a new creation. I'm redeemed from the curse. I'm a God on the earth. I'm royalty. I'm righteous. I'm sufficient and enough in Christ. I am blessed in all things. I'm highly and unusually favored. I'm holy. I am accepted in the beloved. I am rich and prosperous. I'm the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. I'm the apple of God's eyes. I'm a priest and a king unto God. I'm a winner and an overcomer. I am the seed of Abraham. I am the head and not the tail. I am a love child of a love God. I'm God's covenant partner. I am the healed and the blessed and the favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That's your identity. That's who you are. That's who you are. And your age has nothing to do with it. Because all these older people were hiding when David was just 17 years old and he showed up on the war front. And he said, who is this uncircumcised? See, that boy knew who he was. He knew he, who he was. Had nothing to do with age. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine, sir? And you look at Daniel and those three Hebrew boys. They knew who they were. They said, we're not going to eat the dainties from the king's table. Say, give us time. Test us. You can't tell people to test you if you don't know who you are. You can't try it. You will not try it. Because you know you, you, you'll be ashamed. You know you'll be ashamed. You know they are going to laugh at you. You know they will laugh at you eventually. But when you know who you are, 
You tell everybody, you say, watch, watch. Just keep on watching. And truly, they will keep on watching and they will see the manifestation of the glory of God in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. That's a good place to preach right there. Somebody say, I know who I am. What was that scripture? Where we're closing out there in Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. What was the end of that scripture? Whom we preach, verse 28. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. I want you to labor in the word. The labor, the word, the word is your place of labor, my friends. The, the Bible says, they that labor in the word, they enter into their rest. He says in Hebrews. They that labor in the word. Laboring in the word is not what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm not laboring in the word. I'm not I'm preaching, teaching, singing it. That is not laboring in the word. That's already been done. Hopefully. And if you have already done that, you have already labored in the word, and then you are able to deliver it sometimes here and there, it's not what you are, it's the, there's, a, there's an authority. I, I quoted a, a couple of services to you. 1 Corinthians 2.14. Paul said, my preaching, my preaching was not in words of man's wisdom. You remember that scripture? In enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. That's, that's, those are the people that are occupying their place in God. Those are the people. It's not, it's not, uh, you talk about, you know, this, 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 that, it, all those things don't matter. <laughs> all those things don't matter. What matters is when you and Satan get in the ring, who bows? That's, what, that's all that matters. It's not all these, all these things people talk about. Who bows? Who blinks first? <laughs> who blinks first? Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can run your mouth all you want. But at the end of the day, it is the image of Christ that is in you. That, that's the only thing that can benefit the world. That's the only thing. You can only pray for the sick when you fully have a revelation of a God who heals. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a matter of talk, just not talk. It's not just talk. I pray in the name of Jesus. Be made well. Be made well now. Be made well. Be made well. Never forget several years ago, a man who was partially blind in Zaria came to one of our events. And usually our events were mostly preaching. We preached and sing a lot of music, a lot of music and a lot of people. Awesome, very exciting and powerful services. But then usually afterwards, people come for prayers and people come for, you know, different things and all of that. And this guy, they used to call them, it was our majorities, they called them. They were the poor people. They were this is the partially blind and... And somebody touched him and spoke with authority. You see now, he said, you see now in the name of Jesus. And suddenly, that eye 
began to open. Say, oh, what's happening? Oh, what's happening? Oh, what's I say? The preaching, the singing, the music, the power, all of that was over. But this was a one-on-one. Touching, say, you see now in the name of Jesus. Oh, what's happening? Oh, what's happening? He went away from there with his eyes open. And I know things like that don't happen every day. But they happen to show us that, you know, there is, a, there is one of the devotions in our devotional dominion exploits. There's one of those titles, one of those days. I don't know what day it is. But one of those days says, the God of the Bible is still here today. I don't know what day is that. What day is that in that devotional? The God of the Bible is still here today. He's never changed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The reason people want us to believe that Jesus has changed is because they refuse to have his image completely formed in them. 26, is it? So we're not, you are not there yet. When you get there, when you, are, you are going to enjoy that one. <laughs> you are gonna, I just give you free, free publicity on that one. <laughs> free publicity. The God of the Bible. That if there's a typo, just ignore the typo. Just get the message. <laughs> just get the message. <laughs> Hallelujah. The God of the Bible. Do you believe it? I'm asking you, do you believe it? Yeah. That the God of the Bible is still alive today. He's still alive today. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. The God of the Bible is still alive today. Jesus of Nazareth. He is still going everywhere, doing good. It's a song we used to sing. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. God, he healed the leper. When the people saw him, they started shouting. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. He's still doing good. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't changed. Regardless of what your experiences may have been. I'm getting preaching now. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's good to preach. It's good. After we teach, after we teach, we can preach. After we teach and then we can close with preach. That's good. Then you remember that sweetness of the preaching. You know, you remember it in the middle of the night. It does you good. And then you go to the teaching. Because it's the teaching that produces that sweetness. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, come on. I can hear you. Bless his holy name. I need to hear you talk. I don't want you thinking. I want you talking to the Father. I want you talking to the Father. Go ahead. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you. Oh, we bless you. You are higher than high. You are better than good. We bless you. <laughs> we bless you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. We praise.
praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. Bless his holy name, somebody. Come on, don't keep quiet. Don't think. Just bless his holy name as we close this service out. Oh, let him receive the praise. Let him receive the glory from within you. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. We lift you up and adore you. We glorify you today. We magnify you. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy to receive the glory. You are worthy to receive the honor. You are worthy to receive the worship. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for your precious word. Hallelujah. Thank you for your precious people. Your precious people. Thank you for your precious people. Thank you for the sound of the gospel that's going all around the world. Thank you for your precious people. Thank you for your precious people. As we close this service today, I wonder if there's anyone, anyone here in this room under the sound of my voice who is in this service today and who will say, Father, I, I heard your word today and, and there's just there's a clear witness in my spirit. I'm so far away from the image of Christ. I long so much to be that person that was preached about in that message today. I want to have what that person has. I want to be who that person is. And I know I can help myself do that. And if there's someone like that, quietly, wherever you are, not looking to embarrass you, there could be someone online. There could be someone who hears this message afterward. In real time, when you hear it, that's when the Lord is speaking with you. Wherever you are, I want to invite you to take a step in the Spirit. To take a step to invite Jesus into your life. You saw when that man was talking to little children. Little children, I'm writing to you because you know the Father. You can know the Father too. You can know Jesus too. You can walk with Jesus too. On this earth, you can. The reality of the person of Jesus can be manifest in your life too. And if there is someone like that, I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. You may be online, you may be here, you may be here with us, you may be virtual, you may be wherever, but just quietly wherever you are, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I heard your word today and there is a witness in my heart that you were speaking to me I want that image of Jesus I want that person of Jesus I want to know him I want to walk with him 
I want to follow him. I acknowledge today that I can't do any of that by my own ability or my own strength. I confess my sins before you. I ask for your forgiveness, Lord. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Make me a new person. Manifest yourself in my life. I renounce sin from this day forward. I renounce Satan from this day forward. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Live in me. Live through me. Father, I thank you. Because from this moment onward, I know I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm justified. I'm redeemed. I give you all the glory. And I give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, that's a good start. Welcome into the house of God. Welcome into the kingdom of God. That's a good start. But we have to do more than just starting. We have to grow. We have to learn about him. We have to get close to him. So position yourself to do all of that and the Lord will help you do it. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice today. Wherever you are, take just one more minute before I close this service up. One more minute. Whatever resonated with you in this teaching of the word of God today, I want you to personalize it. Something. Start from here. Sow that seed before you get into the parking lot where Satan tries to take it away from you. Personalize it. Take that seed and say, Father, I thank you for the seed of your word. I receive that seed in my life today. I personalize it. I take it. I commit to feeding upon it. I commit to meditating it. I commit to studying it further until the image of Christ is fully formed in me. And I thank you, precious Holy Spirit, because you will help me. You will help me. I give you the praise. I give you the praise. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for your, for your presence with us. Thank you for blessing your people. Thank you for blessing your word. Oh, I bless them as they go forth this week. <laughs> I call you the blessed of the Lord. Everywhere you go, favor follows you. The blessing of God follows you. In the name of Jesus, God will do you good. Every situation is working together for your good. You are a winner, not a loser. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You will be the head, not the tail. Your needs are supplied according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You have authority and dominion. You reign on this earth. You are everything that God ordained your life to become. You are winning. You are winning. You are a testimony. 
You are a sign and a wonder on the earth. We call it so. We call it so. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.